This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One of the big questions is, what is money? For practical purposes, it exists in a series of uh, heterogeneous databases, very different databases. Do you believe in crypto? Digital currency may be an answer. But it is a highly speculative asset. Uh, I do own Bitcoin. There is no second best. Welcome to the Crypto Curious Podcast, proudly brought to you by the Bamboo app. Crypto Curious is your go-to source for all things cryptocurrency. Whether you're a seasoned pro or new to the world of crypto, we've got you covered. Each week, we'll break down the top news stories of the past seven days, giving you the information you need to stay on top of the latest trends and developments. Plus, we'll share quick bites of news and insights that you won't want to miss. If you're new to the crypto world, we recommend starting with our early episodes where we break down the basics and give you a solid foundation to understand the crypto world. Join us as we explore the ever-evolving world of cryptocurrency and educate ourselves along the way. On this week's episode, we'll cover off the Shopify and Solana integration, recursive inscriptions on the Bitcoin network. What are they? We're going to explain that for you. Plus a slightly different mover and shaker this week, everyone. So stick around. My name's Tracy, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Blake and Craig, as we bring you all the crypto news this week. Hey, boys, welcome to the show. Hey, Trace. Yeah, great to be back. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Sometimes I feel like it's such a long intro, you guys zone out there. <laughs> hey. Never. <laughs> Never. Uh, Never. How are you going, Craig? How's, how's, how's it hanging today? Going good. Um, another week of crypto schmozzle and keen to get stuck into it. <laughs> Let's hit off with the big story from this last week, which was Solana and Shopify, a match made in heaven. This is a pretty big move. The decentralized payment protocol Solana Pay has integrated with Shopify, giving millions of shoppers the option to use USDC and other cryptos in the future to purchase things with. Credit card transaction fees are typically somewhere between 1.5 and 3.5% of a purchase, which is quite high, whereas USDC payments through Solana Pay can be as low as 0.00025. So there's actually a real incentive for Shopify store owners to leverage this option, Craig. Yeah, so the integration will feature USDC, which is the second largest stablecoin. Now, I think this strategy that Solana Pay or Solana rather has implemented is around their Solana phone. I know I haven't heard much noise about it on Twitter, mm-hmm. but the other day I shopped <laughs> off a Shopify store and the Apple Pay is like you literally check out in one click on your phone. Mm-hmm. Google Pay, I'm sure, is the same. Like you have an Android. So I see this as a strategy that Solana is driving to make Solana the next big mobile because if you're going to if it's going to be clunky with certain things it's not going to compete but in saying that the protocol will also incorporate the sol token and bonk which is a doge version of solana is that what that is because i didn't know okay yeah yeah 
um, which it didn't really catch on. But mm. what do you think, Blake? How do you think this translates with Solana Pay, Solana Mobile? What's your thoughts? Yeah, if you're going to innovate and try and come after the incumbents in an industry like the credit card providers, you need to be 10 times better, like cheaper and 10 times faster. But, you know, just looking at these calculations that you read out, Tracy, it looks like they're going to be 100 times cheaper. So this creates a really good basis for them to come in and try and disrupt. It's going to be hard for them to do it from across all angles. But if they could focus on, you know, some some of their strengths, some of the key areas, like the the phone that they're developing, mm. um, then I think it gives them a fighting chance or no doubt a slim chance because we know how big you know, the incumbent payment processes are, but it does give them a fighting chance. Mm. Uh, it might just point out the fact that Shopify contributes to 10% of the total US e-commerce payments uh, worth about $444 billion worldwide, which is pretty ridiculous. So they're obviously trying to pick off a, a slice of this so that the traffic can run through their network. The head of BDM, Josh Fried at Solana Foundation, also said that this integration can help merchants set up loyalty programs such as NFT loyalty tokens. That could be when a consumer checks out or do a return. So it's interesting that Solana, they're 99% down. Mm. They cop so much heat from the FTX but they're building and they're actually doing some innovative stuff. So let's see if they can catch on with their Solana mobile. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed with what they're doing. Um, it was no surprise though because the platform itself has been, you know, doing these deals like they did the deal with Strike for Bitcoin Lightning Network later uh, earlier on in the year. Um, so we'll just see how this one pans out. I'd forgotten about the phone side of things as well. Is that due out anytime soon? Well, it's out now. Oh. It, it came out. Um, we covered it here. It came out. Did in it actually April, come actually. out? It's out. You can buy one. Okay. Yes. I don't know you anyone that's one. had one. I, I, Neither. Because you didn't Should get we buy one. one. I thought Should you we were getting one? one, and I didn't hear about it. So no. I can I? Can I? Can you guys cover it for me? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's not going to happen. So. Okay, let's move on, guys, to our next story we mentioned in the headlines: recursive inscriptions. Do you guys know much about these? Nothing. A little bit, but go on. Let's go on with it. So by now, surely you would have heard of ordinals. If not, that's like unique tags for the tiniest part of a Bitcoin called a Satoshi. Some folks thought this was spam. Others saw it as a way to bring NFTs and special tokens to Bitcoin. We did talk about this when it broke earlier in the year. So fast forward, and now folks are getting hyped about recursive inscriptions. These are like the next level. They promise to let you do a few more fancier things on Bitcoin. So what I'll do is I'll break down the differences now between ordinals and recursive inscriptions. So an ordinal is all about giving little chunks of Bitcoins, special tags, so you can make an NFT and a certificate which lives on the Bitcoin network. Which could be a Bitcoin address. Yep. It could be just like, I think you did one Tracy I did one of just my name and the kids' names in a in a black box exactly. Just and so this that I costs was- a fraction of a cent. Yeah, and people were doing images on these ordinals back a few months ago, which is getting all the hype. Yep, and then you saw you know uh, Board Eight Yacht Club moved you know some of their. Uh, NFTs across as well. So there's a lot have gone across there. The hype is still there. A lot of really big collections have moved across. Um, Blake, do you want to tell us about recursive inscriptions? 
Yeah, recursive inscriptions, they're like um, turbocharged ordinals, um, letting you do even cooler stuff um, with the data that's uh, you know basically put inside the Bitcoin blockchain. Uh, and it kind of functions like a database where you can store things like videos and audio. Uh, and it's like turning a Bitcoin into a supercomputer. Now, I might make a distinction here that Ethereum has a virtual computer that processes these the code mm-hmm. to execute things like smart contracts whereas it looks like this is going to be used more for storing data mm-hmm. on the bitcoin network mm-hmm. yeah and look this was never thought to be possible before so this is a really huge step forward because bitcoin now could become a contender in the DeFi space, as you mentioned, and data storage solutions as well. So this is really disrupting the norms as we've thought Bitcoin to be. The only sort of DeFi advancements made on Bitcoin was made on Stacks, which is a in the top 100, I believe, which is a layer two mm-hmm. on Bitcoin. But if the Bitcoin main chain can do this, I think we might see some of the gas fee wars that we saw where we've seen time and time again where people are flooding the bitcoin network and then it costs you 40 dollars to send a 10 bucks to someone so mm. that's the thing without a layered solution here it's going to render the bitcoin blockchain pretty much unusable kind of like how ethereum was uh, in the bull run so if they can abstract it up to a second layer i think that's going to be much better for everyone mm. And when we were looking at this story, folks, this seemed like a perfect opportunity for us to call on the deep tech duo who we introduced you to last week (laughs) because we knew we were going to be missing something in all of this. Obviously, as you heard, just Craig had no idea and Blake and I are only scratching the surface on this, but it's really interesting. So we did ask Brian for his thoughts here and this is what he told us. Yes, thanks, guys. Recursive inscriptions allow data elements to reference each other, creating a chain of inscriptions with various use cases for Bitcoin. For example, digital artifacts, NFTs. Machine-generated artwork can be composed of multiple inscriptions that create a composite image. These inscriptions, such as HTML code, describe image elements like hair color or sunglasses or a base avatar bust. And all of these can be combined together and reuse each other to compose a composite image. Unlike most Ethereum-based NFTs that rely on external servers, these images are on-chain and censorship resistant. However, Ethereum's ETHscriptions and, for example, ERC-6220 offer similar functionalities, making Bitcoin's model not necessarily unique, but great by virtue of it being on the Bitcoin blockchain. Another use case is decentralized data storage. Recursive inscriptions enable decentralized storage of data blobs like files and documents and applications. Unlike existing solutions such as IPFS, the interplanetary file system, that require hosting incentives, these are stored on-chain once Bitcoin transaction fees are paid. This also allows for on-chain application code and storage, even though the execution will be in a runtime environment separate to Bitcoin. Another use case, a kind of a use case, is DeFi. There is some discussion about recursive inscriptions hosting on-chain DeFi applications. But this will require a new consensus protocol to be built on top of Bitcoin, and this is no mean feat. So while it is possible to establish some DeFi capability on recursive inscriptions, this is not necessarily a well-suited use case for it. While existing solutions like Ethereum already offer rich DeFi environments, recursive inscriptions on Bitcoin could potentially address issues arising from Ethereum's proof-of-stake model. 
So in summary, the advent of recursive inscriptions adds a new layer to Bitcoin's data interaction and storage with applications such as NFTs, decentralized storage, decentralized storage of applications, and possibly DeFi. Like everything in the crypto space, things are moving quickly. This is really interesting. Let's keep our eye on it. Yeah, really interesting stuff there. And I'm excited to see which dApps that we can start to play around with because you never know when a future airdrop can be on its way. So <laughs> Trust that guy. Trust Craig, stuff. always thinking about the airdrop. There you go, always. always. Well, let's move on, folks. It's time for our mover and shaker of the week. Everyone loves a crypto pump and each week or two will feature a cryptocurrency token or project that's gaining attention and popularity in the market. We want to share the reasons why it's on the rise and what utility or value it holds. This week, however, we're looking at one that has not had a pump. In fact, it's had a dump. That's right. It's not such a mover and a shaker. And we're going to be looking at WorldCoin. For all the wrong reasons, it has plummeted in the last week, ladies and gentlemen. 19% down in seven days and 45% down this month. All right. What's happening here, guys? I think we should rename this to movers and shakers and dumpers. Potentially. Potentially. That's it. Um, yeah. So these guys, obviously, highly controversial. They still have an $11 billion fully diluted valuation though. So this, I'm sad to say, this could have a long way to go. So this controversial crypto project was created by the same guy that brought us ChatGPT. So OpenAI's Sam Altman. He's he's leaving us ponder what you know what's going to happen next. So there's been regulatory headwinds due to data privacy. I believe it was Brazil or something that was investigating it. US residents were banned or excluded from trading or purchasing the token on a few exchanges. And now the Kenyan parliament is investigating WorldCoin as well. So this is all going mm. down. What do you guys think is going to happen? I'm not really sure with this one. Obviously, they're well capitalized. I think they're smart guys and they'll respond to you know, the public backlash uh, in, a, in a swift way and they'll try to you know, overcome those challenges that people have been pointing out because you know, the value in a project like this um, we've seen already from you know, their, their $11 billion market cap is, is substantial. And if they can respond to some of these queries in an effective way, then it's worth a lot to these guys. Hmm. Okay. Well, look, we'll leave it there. 45% down in the month. You know, we're still a little ways away till we see any upturn in the market on the whole. We'll see how far down it ends up. Time for a break. And when we come back, our short, sharp news bites. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, folks. You're listening to the Crypto Curious Podcast. Before we head into our short, sharp news bites, we wanted to shout out about a new role within our Bamboo team. We're on the hunt for a part-time new user relationship manager. This is a really exciting role and we're really looking forward to getting the right person in the job. So if you know anyone or want to know some more details about the role, we will add a link in the show notes below. So if you know anyone, friends or family, please check that out. Okay, on with the show. Craig, what's up first? Yeah, so the sleepy Joe Biden administration is proposing a new rule to place tighter requirements on brokers to report transactions to the RRS. So crypto traders are pretty nervous about this one. So the new proposed tax is meant to help taxpayers determine if they owe taxes and help crypto users avoid making complicated calculations. I'm confused. Is this going to make it easier or, or harder? Because it says that the act means that these entities like decentralized exchanges and NFT marketplaces would require you to give customer information. So that would mean that there KYC. would be KYC on, you know, the whole crypto world, which is obviously mm-hmm. bearish. Mm-hmm. Tracy, what do you think about this one? I don't think they're going to be able to enforce it and it's just not going to happen. It doesn't. It, it says it's expected to take no. effect in 2025. But I, I love how it's framed, like they're going to make it easier for you to calculate your taxes so now you have to register for every single crypto site mm. that you use. The two founders behind Russian crypto mixer Tornado Cash have been charged by the US federal courts. The crypto service was byproduct of Zcash open source research and has allegedly been used to launder over $1 billion in assets, some of which were linked to North Korean groups. This investigation has been ongoing since August and the regulators declared it illegal for US citizens to interact with Tornado Cash. So this one's raised questions around responsibilities and blame in a decentralized network. So this will be ongoing and we'll see where the dust settles with this one. Mm, Yeah, I think it's important with this one to point out that even if you are a decentralized project or structured as a DAO, the founders can and the participants in the network can still be held liable even if they had nothing to do with the actual activity. So Mm, yeah, it's creating um, precedent in that direction. So yeah, certainly everyone's watching, watching these move through the courts. All right, next up is back in relation to FTX and their bankruptcy. Uh, It's burning through about $1.5 million in legal costs from the administrators every day, which is absolutely ridiculous. Creditors are lamenting at the fact that the cash is being drained from the exchange to fund this bankruptcy or for for, for this administration. You know, we saw, was it the Madoff uh, administration? Mm, Yeah. I think the lawyers in that case made over a billion dollars. Wow. Which is crazy. And at this rate, you know, if this goes for, what, two years? That's $700 million at least. That's a lot of moolah. Wow. Boom. But yeah, same with FTX, staying with them. They're looking to stake, sell and hedge their $3 billion in digital assets They've hit up Galaxy Asset Manager, who themselves were actually caught up in the FTX drama all those years ago. <laughs> One year in crypto is 10 years normally. Um, mm. So they're pretty much saying, you know, we want to get this back to the users, but they want to pay 
funds to users in fiat instead of crypto so they're gonna hire galaxy to help get the most out of that three billion so mate people are gonna be annoyed this is what happened in the you know in other in other administrations when crypto exchanges have gone down mm. you know the administrators have actually made money off the situation because they prescribed that the creditors are due back cash and not the crypto and as a result of the legal case taking years to roll through the administrators and the legal participants end up making a lot of cash off the back of the appreciation of the crypto price. But it, would the crypto mm. price that they get paid out will be like the date that FTX stopped withdrawals? Yeah, they they usually set a date at the time that the company entered the administration. Got you. So if that was a year ago, crypto price was a lot lower now, so they've probably made some money already. Yeah. Damn. All right, moving on. The BNB token has stumbled to a one-year low amid mounting scrutiny Binance is facing. The BNB token fell to $204 after reports Binance potentially violated Russian sanctions. So this is yet another item to add to the list of regul- that regulators have had with Binance that have also been putting pressure on the token price. Binance can't just seem to get out of the news lately for negative reasons. Like this is, feels like it's been at least six months that every single week we've had More. something bearish yes. happen about Binance. So mm. I think just because they're the biggest, they're the, they're the they're easy everywhere. They're the most, yeah, think, they're everywhere. Yeah they're, yeah. yeah, they're an easy target for regulators. If they want to make create precedent, um, they might as well go with the biggest of potential offender. Next up, MasterCard and crypto exchange Binance will be terminating their cryptocurrency cards um, in Argentina, Brazil, Colombia, and Bahrain from September. Uh, the cards enable payments in traditional currencies using crypto holdings. So, yeah, I, you know, Again. we're going to see we're going to see more in this regulation closing in and crypto exchanges having to you know, reduce their offering. So, this new startup called Beam, which is taken our interest has launched a product called instant payments which allows users to send crypto from their cold or hot wallets directly to their debit card and receive funds on the same day they charge a one percent fee but their instant payouts product is live on ethereum solana avalanche and polygon so good if you need to get rid of your crypto quickly yeah Mm. all right uh less than a month after its launch web3 social app friends.tech has stumbled. So I think we mentioned this on the podcast last week, Craig. I think the activity on the network topped out around 38,000 transactions. Um, but that figure has now fallen about 96% to just Damn. yeah mm, to just 1,600 transactions. Mm. At the same time, uh, the protocol inflow uh, has dropped by like 90%. So it's wow. a lot. I think this was just a flash in the pan. We did discuss that, Craig. What do you reckon here? So our podcast has marked the top again. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, I, I believe our mean. first episode was in November 2021 which I think that was the all-time high of Bitcoin. Yes, it was. Bitcoin's highest price was recorded in November 2021. So the Crypto Curious team has, again, picked the top. Nice work, accidentally. guys. That's hilarious. I think I said, anyway, I think I said yesterday, oh, last week, sorry, that I can only see this getting scale if big creators or big celebrities join the platform. We saw a few OnlyFans creators. I mean, I heard there was some on there. I don't know myself. None that you follow anyway, but yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and it, everyone's sort of just taking it as a bit of a joke. So, I mean, they can still come back. You get a Gary V on there, everything changes, but 
Yeah, no, flash in the pan, Blake. Yeah. You were Ponzi. right. Or Ponzi. Mate, if we get a Kesha on there, uh, there'll be more. Oh my god, <laughs> please, sure. please, honestly, get a Kesha, get a Kesha on there. That was the worst thing that's ever been recorded on this podcast in the last ninety-four episodes we've been live, ladies and gentlemen. What are we doing for episode one hundred? <gasps> Yeah, that's a good call. Let us know, folks, what we should do for our 100th episode. What should we do? We should get should a Crypto do? Curious listener on we the should. show. Yeah, if you think that you can co-host with us for the 100th episode, then shout out the podcast at getbamboo.io. And that's it. Let's wrap the show right there, ladies and gentlemen. If you do want to get in contact, that is the podcast at getbamboo.io. Please follow us via social media. There is an Instagram page and a Facebook group. Hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to the podcast right now. And make sure you tell your mates that Bull Run is just around the corner. (laughs) We'd appreciate the support. And thanks for listening. Bye for now. See you guys. See you guys. You have been listening to an Equity Mates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equity Mates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.